welcome to That's What She Pled with attorneys Christina Goldberg and Julie Lurson from Lurson Goldberg LLC, law powered by women. It's time to shake up the old standards of law and of business. Join these two witty, intelligent, and sassy female business owners who are taking their industry by storm, challenging stereotypes, and shattering ceilings. These two are on a mission to educate, empower, and support not only their own clients, but other powerhouse female entrepreneurs. Come for a laugh and stay for the vibe as Julie and Christina hold nothing back and share the truth of what it is to be female attorneys and business owners through discussion of current events, original stories, and inspiring guests. Now, on to the show. Well, welcome back, everyone. Today, it is Christy and me, yours truly, and yours truly. And we are kicking off 2023 with the top 23 ways you can protect yourself this year. Um, And as long as we're focusing on 23, I I did consult my numerology charts to understand the significance of the number 23. And I did want to share this. I love this. Christine Advance. This makes me really up your alley, right? It's so up my alley. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so here's here are just a few nuggets. I find it a little contradictory, but nevertheless, I want to share. The number 23 is a sign from the angels. It also can be a message from the divine. It is associated with the planet Uranus. Okay, no jokes. Planet? People. Yeah, Wait, a planet. I thought, didn't they take Uranus off the planetary list? Was it Uranus? No, it wasn't Uranus. Okay, well, maybe this Google I don't know. Never mind. page I found is outdated. I don't know. I don't even remember anymore. Okay, sorry. Anyway, Uranus is known for eccentricity and unpredictability, which I'm like, eh, that's not so great, you know, at the beginning of a, of a year. However, it also represents change. That's a good mm-hmm. thing. Progress, innovation, and positive energy. So those, I feel like, oh. definitely counterbalance the, the other sort of, I guess, known characteristics of Uranus, which is related to 23. See, this gets weird. I love this. Wait, not Uranus, Pluto. I was thinking Pluto. I'm sorry. They took Pluto off the planetary list. Uranus is safe. Yes. Everybody, Uranus is safe. A kid's joke. (laughs) I have nothing. Anyway, I I think that's probably enough on the number 23 and we should just jump in and start talking. That's so right up my alley. I know I didn't tell you the other night I had a, I had a dream I won't tell you the number, but I, what I remember about the dream is that I was, I've never been pulled over in my life, knock on, knock on wood, but I was pulled over for going a certain speed. And all I remember about the dream was, well, shoot, I was pulled over, but I was going X, Y, Z. It was a three digit number. And I decided (laughs) that number, it was just so bright. That's what I remembered from the dream. So I looked at the number and it said all of the things about everything that's happening in the beginning of this new year for me. So yes, I'm super into numerology. I love it. Okay. Okay. I digress. All right, Julie, start us out. So we have some basics. Yeah, we have basics. And these are things to help you. Hopefully you won't actually find yourself needing any of these rules, but hey, um, the basics aren't anything new, aren't anything novel, but they're definitely worth repeating. Obviously our number one top of the list recommendation is buckle up people. They say um, that seatbelts save lives for a reason. The statistics really do show that by properly buckling up every time you get in the car, no matter how far or how short your drive is, really reduces the risk that you could be fatally injured should you 
unfortunately find yourself in a car accident. Like something like 45% of front seat passengers are saved by their seatbelts. Mm-hmm. So, Aside from up. the fact that it's the law. Well, it is the law, but it's a good yeah. reason for the law. Absolutely. Um, Every yeah. time my mom gets into my car, in fact, she, cause she was raised in a, at a time in a generation where there either were none or it just that people didn't believe in that. Every time she gets in my car, I have to yell at her. <laughs> Buckle. Really? You're a so, seatbelt. Yeah. Another sort of interesting family story. My stepfather was in the Virginia state legislature for a long time. And this, at one point they were considering, you know, requiring seatbelt use in Virginia and constituents would call from time to time to register their thoughts. <laughs> and invariably the calls that came up about seatbelt use in were always some, one of those random stories where, you know, but for the fact that they were unbelted, something terrible would have happened to them. So they were mm-hmm. saved by the fact that they weren't wearing their seatbelt. That seat they weren't belt. belted. Yeah. Which, you know, that's definitely, you know, the exception. So it happens. I had a case like that years at the be- very beginning of my career. I actually had a, a case like that where if my client had been wearing the seatbelt, it would have been far worse. So there are, there are times. However, statistically speaking. Correct. So buckle up. It's law. Yes, yeah. a law. So number two, again, another basic. We have about we have about five basics here, but number two, listen, pay attention to the road conditions, the weather conditions. In fact, just because the speed limit is posted as the speed limit doesn't actually make that safe. And there is a statute under Florida law that says that if the conditions outside don't make that speed limit safe, you can actually be ticketed. You can actually be be found guilty of of endangerment or reckless driving. Even if you're going the speed limit, if it's, you know, monsooning outside or if the weather conditions don't don't allow for a safe condition going the speed limit. So just pay attention, flow of traffic, road conditions. There's a there's a ton of construction. Everybody knows everybody in the in the country is moving here and we are widening roads continually. And and in the summertime daily, we get those stories of people being hit by a by a driver. Yeah. 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 We live in the sunshine state, but we are blessed with, gosh, nearly daily thunderstorms throughout the summer months. Mm-hmm. And set your watch by them, happen, for sure. So, yeah. So the next one, again, pretty obvious. Um, there are laws on the books about this, but nevertheless, people seem to think that multitasking behind the wheel is a good idea, in particular, doing things with their phone. And it's a big distraction. You're often physically, you know, you're, you're manipulating your phone, your eyes are focused on your phone and your head, your brain is more focused on what's going on on your phone, which means you are not engaged with what's going on on the road. (laughs) And so accidents can happen. Gosh, like three, over 3000 people were killed in 2020, according to national highway safety transportation administration statistics. And let's keep in mind, people, that 2020 was a year when we really were driving a lot less due to COVID. Yeah, everybody was home. Yeah. And in Florida, if you cause an accident and, and it's due to your cell phone being in your hand, being distracted by that phone, it, it's likely considered not just careless, but recklessness on your part. And so for Christy and me, if we find, if, if we have a case where the other driver who caused the accident was was in fact distracted by their phone, we will make a motion at some point in the, in the, 
in the case to actually have punitive damages, see, see, to seek punitive damages because mm-hmm. reckless behavior, you know, opens the door to that. And the thing about punitive damages is that's on you. Your insurance yeah. company is never going to pay a dime. Um, you know, those are, I guess, just practical economic reasons why you should put that phone away. Yep. That exceeds negligence. That's right on to, you know, exactly yep. what you're doing and you're, you're intentionally endangering yourself and others. Yep. And unapologetically, we'll, it's, att- it's attorneys like us who will fight for our clients and, and, and push that sort of, um, that sort of designation, the reckless de- designation and the, and the punitive damages. So don't, yeah. don't just uh, like. Don't drink and drive. Number four, we all know don't drink and drive. I'm going to reference, we did a, we did a podcast a couple of, I don't know, two or three episodes ago at this point where also we pointed out, Hey, drinking and driving is the same as, as drugs and driving. Even if you have a medical marijuana card, doesn't make it legal to drive while under the influence of marijuana. So let's, let's make sure that stays drinking and driving or, or being under the influence of drugs and driving. It's a cause of, of, of 32 fatal crashes every day, one every 45 minutes, according to the CDC. So it's a, it's a big deal. Don't do it. And don't be confused with, yes, but I can legally take marijuana versus. Or even prescription medication. You know, we've all seen those stickers do not operate heavy machinery. That's not just a tractor people. Yep. It's also a motor vehicle. Right. And that's Um, something we dig into as well when we have an at fault party. Okay. What were you doing? What medication were you on? All of all of that. And if there is even the smallest thread that we can pull to say you are on a medication that your doctor told you, you shouldn't be driving on. That's a big deal. Yep. It's a big deal. We will use it. Um, And then the last sort of basic is make sure that you have proper insurance coverage in place. Um, Honestly, I recommend every year or so just taking a look at what kind of insurance coverages you have in place, not just on your automobile, your home, if you don't own a home, your renter's insurance, you know, you want to be protected if God forbid you're injured in an accident, just as much as you want to be protected if God forbid you cause an accident that injures someone else. Mm-hmm. So one of it, it, Florida doesn't actually require drivers in general to carry liability coverage. And as a result, almost one in four drivers in our state is uninsured. So yeah. if you're in an accident, it's not your fault. You're injured. There's there's basically a one in four chance that the person who is, was responsible doesn't have appropriate coverage in place. And so that's why we really hammer repeatedly the importance of carrying not just liability coverage, but uninsured motorist coverage, because that provides you with some protection. If God forbid you, you are in one of those accidents with somebody who, who doesn't have insurance. Right. That conversation with a client is so difficult when they're genuinely injured, their lives oh, yeah. have been changed and they look at, at Julie and I, and they say, so this is there's unfair. nothing you, there's nothing I can do. This is I'm, I'm hit, I'm injured and there's nothing. This isn't fair. We don't I'm make sorry. these rules. The Florida legislature does. Yeah. Um, it may change someday, but for now that's not the case. And so right. that's why it's really important to Again, take a look at what kind of coverages you have and add, add honestly, as much as you can afford and as much as you need. You know, obviously, if, if you have assets, um, you want to protect yourself um, mm-hmm. in that economic way as well. Mm-hmm. So, yep. 
So those are kind of the five basics that everybody knows, but worth absolutely worth repeating. Buckle up, pay attention to the conditions. Don't text, don't drink and drive and check your coverage, carry proper coverage. Um, moving on number six. So after a crash, if you've been involved, if you've been hit by somebody, you've been involved in a crash, call the police. There are certainly circumstances where the police are are backlogged. They can't get to you in time. In fact, I was a few years back, I was, oh, yes. I was hit and ended up staying on scene for hours and hours. I mean, it's dark, it starts pouring rain. And then after it rains, the mosquitoes come out. It was, it was terrible. And so by the end of it, rather than sit there any longer, I had, I had done all of the, all of the other things that we're about to tell you to do as well. But after we'd been there for long enough, I actually called the police back, ensured that it was on a recorded line and had the person who hit me admit liability on the recorded line to the police so that at minimum, even though I didn't have a crash report, I had a recorded statement of liability from this person because I knew it was going to be an issue. I knew that they had an insurance company that was, excuse me, out of Miami and sort of fly by night was going to give me a, a difficult time, which indeed they did for the next number of months. months. Yeah. So call the police, make make a record. And if for whatever reason they can't get there, you always have that option. Call the police back on a recorded line. And if you've got someone there who's willing to say, yeah, I did it, then then do that and and move move along. And and just I guess as sort of a corollary point, nine one one calls are recorded. Um, so you know, as a matter of practice, whenever we have a car accident case, we're we're getting a copy of not only the police report, but also the calls, the audio and and mm-hmm. calls. Um, because sometimes there's some juicy information in those. Absolutely. Calls. Yeah. Anyway, the next one. Um, this is a picture paints a thousand words. Um, we all have those cell phones, right? So we have a camera in our hand all the time. And so it's important to take pictures, take pictures of the scene of where, where your accident takes place, take pictures of damage to vehicles or, or whatever. And of course, if you have physical injuries, bruising, um, wounds and things like that, take pictures of those because oftentimes I'll plop a picture into my settlement negotiation, um, letters and what, whatnot. And that, that speaks volumes, um, over what I could put together with with birds. So the debris all over the road or you bleeding at the scene. And uh, it's, it's easy to lose your head. When I, when I was hit, I called Julie and said, just make sure, go through with me, make sure I'm doing it. It's good to have an attorney on speed dial. It is. <laughs> it is. Be your own investigator. One of the most helpful things, especially if it's a if it's a pretty clear rear end crash or something where there's there's very little room to argue. Very little room to argue. Very little opportunity for someone to say no, that wasn't my fault. Although they they find ways. Uh, ask any witnesses who stop bystanders. <clears throat> Ask them for not only a statement, but their name, their their info, their contact information. Uh, you know, so many times we'll have people come to us and say, oh, gosh, I did talk to somebody, but I didn't get their name. Right. Well, if the police don't happen to talk to them and get their contact info, then there's no way for us to. So anybody who's there, get information. Just think along the lines of no good deed goes unpunished. And sometimes in trying to be nice and and not disturb people or disrupt people's people's lives, we just sort of let it go, but don't be your own investigator, do things that we we're not there to do at that right. point. So a lot of times evidence can disappear or, right. or information can disappear. So help, help us help you. And, and let me just add, if you happen to 
get hurt inside of a store, you know, there's a trip and fall or, or something like that. I, I call those a premises case. It's not an automobile accident case. It is very important to try to gather and, and get that information. The store manager or someone like that may come up and, and seemingly be taking in is actually in fact, taking down all this information, but unlike the police who are independent third parties, they are not going to share that with okay. you or with us as your attorney, most likely. They might in, in the course of a lawsuit, but by then we, we don't know what we need to know to decide whether we have a case. You know, what is this witness going to say? So if you if, just try to remember, take pictures of the scene and gather all those details about bystanders who may have seen what happened and that sort of thing so that we can properly look into what happened. Yep. Um, the the other really, I think, obvious thing is if you're hurt, then go to the doctors, go to the emergency room, or um, oftentimes it's it's more appropriate to go to perhaps an urgent care center. Right. Um, you know, if, if you're really, really hurt, then emergency room is appropriate. But sometimes in the emergency room, they're doing a whole bunch of sort of scans and whatnot, just to make sure that there's not something going on. They may not really suspect that, but they, they're just sort of covering themselves. And so what happens, especially with respect to auto accident cases where you do have insurance benefits that will help pay for medical care, it all gets used up in the emergency room visit. I'm not discouraging anybody from going to the emergency room, but urgent care may be actually the better place to start in cases where your injuries aren't as serious as I guess they could be. Right. Well, or immediately ascertainable because that soft tissue injuries or what, right. what, what the term that people throw around as soft tissue injuries, those are serious. Or whiplash. Injuries. Yeah. Those, those are serious injuries, but you're not, you're not bleeding out and you don't have, you know, bones sticking through your skin. You don't have something that really would, would require you to be at the emergency room. You're going to end up with at minimum three bills, from yes. one from the hospital, one from the ER physician and one from the radiologist. They're going to do three CT scans at $7,000 a piece. And it's a, it's a very quick way to use all of your available auto PIP benefits. But the, the point is yes, get treatment. There's a, there's a rule in Florida. If you yes. don't seek treatment within 14 days from the date of the crash, you are not entitled to the PIP coverage that is mandatory that you pay for. Yep. So make sure that you follow up somewhere, somehow, certainly within 14 days. And there are an awful lot of people, more men than women, but there are an awful lot of people who say, I just, you know, I'm okay. I'm sore, but I'm just going to give it a minute. And before you know it, two weeks is over. You're still yep. sore. You've decided I'm just, it's fine. I, I have work to do. And then you lose access to those benefits. So don't, don't wait at a minimum. Just get, go somewhere, get checked I just out. talked to someone this morning that had been 17 days and she had, been wanting to do something, but had yet to. So unfortunately she lost $10,000 worth of coverage that could have been used. Yep. Treat. And your carrier is not going to automatically share that information with you when you call and report a claim. They're not going to say, oh, please let us pay you that 10,000 or please let us pay that $10,000 on your behalf to your medical providers. So make sure you get treatment. They're not going to tell you. They're not. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, what number are we on? Oh, it's number 10. We're almost halfway talk to an attorney. There's, there is literally no downside. Uh, personal injury attorneys in, in Florida are contingency fee based. There is not a personal injury attorney I have ever met in Florida who does not allow a free consultation. 
there's literally no reason for you not to speak with an attorney, even if it is just getting questions answered and having a better idea about the coverages available and, and, and what your rights are. Yep. It's free. It's easy. If you call our office, we're pretty much available. We'll get you on the calendar and, and, and move forward. And at least, and we're happy to do it. Even if, even if it's not really a case or a problem, we are, it's just, we, we do that regularly. Oh, all we the talk time. to people all the time, but we have no, we, we don't practice that. We, we really can't help or the defensive, they were involved in a crash, but they were the at fault party. We talk to people all the time and attempt to, to offer guidance and refer if we can. And insight. That, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes, you know, knowledge, not sometimes, but always knowledge is power. So talk to an attorney. And, and, and so the next, the next piece of advice is sort of a follow on or predicate is do not, on the other hand, talk to your insurance company, hold off, talk to an injury attorney first. My advice for all my clients is, yeah, we're not going to talk unless I'm supervising and under, you know, my parameters and that kind of thing. You hire me to be your mouthpiece. And so if we don't have to, we're not gonna. And if we have to, then we're going to do it, but under controlled circumstances. So wait, there's, there's no, um, you know, it, it, it can wait. It can certainly wait until after you talk to Christy or me. Oh yeah. The controlled circumstances part is super important with that because they'll, (laughs) they'll ask stuff that they have no business asking. They'll, yeah, it's, that's a, it's a problem. Which leads into actually number 12, which is do not (laughs) assume that your insurance company is your friend. We can almost always, it's logical, right? To assume that the insurance carrier for the person who hit you is not your friend. It's sort of, that's a very logical thought. Your own insurance company, however, people think, well, I, I pay them my premiums. I, they, I'm loyal to them. They'll be loyal to me. They're not your friend. Insurance companies are insurance companies and they are in the business to make money, not to spend it. So your insurance company is not going to give you all of the information that you need. And furthermore, they are going to send you things in the mail. They are going to, to, to pe- just pepper you mm-hmm. with, with all sorts of paperwork that is, hey, please sign this document. And this allows us to get all of your medical records from the day you were born until the day we choose not to collect them anymore. We want all of this information. Why do you need to be giving that to your auto insurance company under any circumstance? You don't. But that's what they do is they send you all of these forms under the guise of, we're your friend, let us help you. And you sign them, you send them back. And before you know it, you've got an insurance company telling you, well, you're not, you're not hurt. You were hurt. 12 years ago in another crash. And this is related. It's just, it's awful. So do not assume your insurance company is your friend. Don't sign anything. Don't do anything again until you talk to a lawyer. Hey, sorry for the interruption. I know you're listening to the That's What She Pled podcast, and I am so happy you're here. If you have any questions, please head over to lawpoweredbywomen.com or look in the show notes to find out how to reach us. We would love to hear from you. The next one about what happens with your property, your car. You you basically have two avenues of relief, two potential avenues of relief after a car accident when it's not your fault. Um, you can look to the other driver. He has he or she is required to carry coverage that will pay for property damages, either to get your car repaired or if you know it can't be repaired to pay you 
um, your car's fair market value. Um, your second route, and, and this is not necessarily available to everybody. It really depends on whether or not you carry what's called collision coverage, which is not a mandatory coverage in Florida. It's optional. It's, it's important to have, I think, again, if you have a newer car, <laughs> um, but you can go through your own insurance and, and it's oftentimes easier, quicker. It doesn't involve a determination about fault. They'll get your car into the, in, in to be repaired or what have you. The only downside is collision carries a deductible. And so the first 250 to 1000 typically you're going to have to come out of pocket to cover and then your insurance kicks in to pay the rest. Ultimately when you know you weren't at fault of the accident your insurance company will get reimbursed by the other guy's insurance and then turn around and reimburse you your deductible. Um but that part you're going to have to wait typically a bit a, a bit for. Right. Yeah. That's in a nutshell, how, how you get your car fixed yeah. or taken care of. Yeah. And understand that Florida law, although it requires property damage coverage, it's only, it's minimal. It's $10,000. Yeah. So if you're driving a car that's even within, you know, within the past five years old at this point, especially with car values and it gets totaled, the likelihood that the at-fault carrier, if they carry the minimal property damage coverage, is going to be able to pay you for your vehicle is very, very low. So make sure, again, when you're reviewing your policy to make sure that you carry proper coverage, the collision is one of those. Now you can, I believe you can elect not to have a deductible. Of course, the, the premium would be higher to do that. But just keep in mind, there's there really is nothing wrong with going through your own insurance company to get your, your property fixed. You're paying for that no. collision coverage. A lot of people have it stomp the foot. Well, I didn't do this and I'm not having my insurance company pay. Well, okay, but you're costing yourself time and, and potentially yes. money. Yes. And and also keeping in mind if your car is not totaled, excuse me, if your car is totaled rather than needs to be fixed, if your car is totaled, offers on that from both the at-fault carrier and your own carrier, offers on that are negotiable. Yes. So, so do your homework. homework. Yeah. Do your homework. Arm yourself with information, especially if you've got aftermarket parts, they have no reason to know. You can negotiate on that on that total loss offer and they and they have to offer you the fair market value, meaning if you decided to leave that day, instead of getting into a crash, you left your house and you were going to sell your car to another buyer and it was in perfect condition, that's the amount that they have to give you. It's not the amount that you would collect under duress or it's not the amount that it's, it has nothing to do with anything other than they have to give you the amount that you would sell person A would sell to person B for under, with, with not under, under no duress. So keep that in mind as well. Number 14, it happens if you're wrongfully cited for a crash, bite your ticket, bite your ticket. We, we actually can provide information for attorneys who will, who will help fight tickets. And and now, and then uh, we'll actually do it, we'll do it. Right. So we actually, it, sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it's not. And it really yes. is going to depend there. There can be all sorts of circumstances. A lot of times, a lot of times, actually the more difficult situation is where nobody is ticketed. Right. And so then you've got insurance companies that pretend to be investigators doing their own investigation about who was at fault for the crash. Pointing uh, the fingers just for the sake of Right. Getting it right. out of there. Exactly. And that's where our job comes in. Oh, that's funny. Actually, I had a client that I just, I'm staring at her file right now. We just dispersed. I've got her check sitting right here. 
went to another attorney before she came to us. Nobody was ticketed for the crash. The other attorney decided it was too much effort because there was no ticket. Let her go. She came to me and I just got a tender from the at-fault party on the file because I went in. We're talking Google Earth and we're talking investigation Uh, about wait a minute, if so-and-so hit so-and-so, this this person was already through the intersection, which means that person had the last chance to stop. I mean, the whole the whole thing, that's kind of fun for us, actually, when it's not quite so clear-cut and dried. Yeah, right. Clear-cut. Right. But just a, just a small tangent, if you're wrongfully cited for the crash, fight your ticket. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Was this a DUI? Let's say you know, you're in an accident and the other driver is also cited for drunk driving. You actually have rights. You have, you have your civil case that, that we handle. That's the case against the other driver or against the insurance companies to try to get compensation for your injuries. Mm-hmm. But simultaneously, the state will be prosecuting that driver for committing uh, a DUI. Which and is a with crime. That, which is a crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, when, when there's property damage, it's a more serious crime than if there isn't property damage. And when there's an injury, it's an even more serious situation and so on. Obviously, if it's a fatality, it's really bad. That sounded awfully glib. It's it's bad. But as the vict- as somebody who's been hit by a drunk driver, you also are a crime victim now, just as, you know, somebody who gets robbed is a crime victim. Yep. And in the in the state of Florida, We have a victim's compensation fund set up through the state that you can apply to to help cover some of your costs that aren't otherwise going to be covered. Um, So that's not it's not always a a lot of money, but it is another source of of payment to you. Um, And we help all our clients who have been victims of DUIs. Also, hit and run is, is another example of of a kind of accident that also involves a crime. Correct. Um, and then there's some, you know, there's some corollary things that that fall out of that. The state says that deductibles, to the extent that there are deductibles, are waived in this situation. Um, you also have rights with respect to the actual case being prosecuted against the drunk driver. And as we've already mentioned earlier, um, your case then becomes one in which we will try to pursue punitive damages or at least use the threat of punitive damages to your advantage in in seeking a resolution of your civil claim. Another good reason to talk to a personal injury attorney, um, if you've been in an accident and you're the victim of a crime, yes, um, will help you navigate um, that as well. Right. And there's, you have no reason to know all of this. That's what, nope. That's what we're here for. And if we weren't, if we weren't necessary, we wouldn't be here. And it's the sad truth. But so. Those are sort of the the things that after a crash as the not at fault party, we would we would recommend that you do. And a lot of it is arm yourself with information. If you, however, cause a crash, there are a few extra additional or, or different steps that we we felt like we should express here. So a lot of a lot of what we just talked about applies here. Call the police, document, be your own investigator. Make sure you get checked if you are hurt. So understand that your $10,000 in mandatory PIP coverage, personal injury protection, applies regardless of fault. 
That's Hence why it's why called, it's called no, no fault. fault insurance. Right. We are a no fault state that creates so much confusion with everybody. So Our clients, they come in and say, yeah, but it doesn't matter who is at fault. No, 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 it matters. It simply doesn't matter for purposes of that one bucket of coverage through your auto policy that is required. So even if you go out and you slam your car into somebody else, you are entitled to up to $10,000 in your own personal injury protection coverage, and you are subject to the same limitations and and well, drawback of there's a 14-day rule. You have to go seek treatment within 14 days to have access to that coverage. So keep that in mind. But step number one, we're at, we're at number 16 now, carry liability coverage. This is what will protect your individual assets. Julie referenced earlier, it is not required under Florida law. That may change. The legislature for a number of years now has been trying to get right. that to change. And in fact, they passed it last session, correct? year uh, ago? Or two years ago. I can't but remember, governor but it vetoed was vetoed. It. The governor right. did veto it. There was not enough research done on the impact, the financial impact that this would have on, on Florida uh, insurance, on, on insurance rates and, and Florida residents, but carry liability coverage, because if you don't, you are opening yourself and your assets up to, to the potential for judgment. And it's interesting. I actually just came across an article in the the Florida Bar Journal, something that they're 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 pushing now. How can we really pursue judgment collection? Let's let's find ways. So we all know Homestead is safe, but otherwise, it seems like there's there's maybe a little bit more of a of a push, right? To to try to collect on judgment. So carry liability coverage. Be a responsible driver. There is a financial responsibility law. There is a statute that says that if you cause damages and you're not financially, you're not able to be financially responsible for them, technically your license can be can be taken from suspended to to revoked. So just keep that in mind. Carry liability coverage and make sure you protect yourself because really that's what it's about. Yes, it protects other yep. people on the road, but it's about protecting your own assets. It is. All right, the next one. Um, you're going to have to talk to your insurance company at some point mm-hmm. and they're going to they're going to want to know what happens. Generally speaking, you know, we advise clients not to say anything, not to admit anything. But if on the other hand, there's really not a, a an explanation for why this happened other than that you did something careless. Yeah. Um, it, it actually may be really in your interest to go ahead and own it with your insurance company and get them in the business of then trying to protect you by getting as quick a resolution for as little money as possible um, taken care of in cases where you're, you know, it's pretty clear. There's, there's nothing to argue. You need to tell your insurance company, you need to protect me. They have a fiduciary obligation to you, but that doesn't mean they always get it right. And they do sometimes screw it up and that open, that can open up a huge can of worms in terms of your exposure. So if you put them on notice that you expect them to protect you because you did, in fact, run that red light and T-bone that person and they are hurt and they screw it up, then that that changes the legal terrain in a way that's that, that's helpful to you, notwithstanding the fact that, yeah, you caused an accident and somebody, somebody was at fault. Now, mm-hmm. if you were drunk or something like that and you face criminal exposure, then um, to quote, <laughs> is it a podcast? It's attorneys. Have... They're out of Miami, but they yeah, they're on these... TikTok is where I okay, saw it TikTok. the first time. That's right. They're big TikTokers. Yeah. And their hashtag, <laughs> and we can say this because this is Yes, a we can say this. We're adults is... here. 
Hashtag STFU. Shut the fuck up, people. Yeah. It's, you have constitutional rights. So invoke Don't incriminate yourself. Right. Ask for an attorney, stay silent. And, and then, then with your attorney decide how to navigate that. But yeah. Right. Um, and we're talking so. about the bigger criminal issues here that might've caused you to slam your vehicle into somebody else, but right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, there's, there's, it's fun for us litigating files where you have a defendant who clearly oh, yes. is at fault for a crash clearly. And, and before a deposition, their attorney has failed to properly prepare them for the deposition because they come yes. in and rather than saying, yeah, I, I hit your client. It was my fault. They come they in come and they say, well, I don't think it was my fault. Well, whose fault was it? Well, I don't know. Was it my client's fault? Maybe. My client was at a dead stop and you slammed your vehicle into the rear end of my, the, whose fault was this? Well, I don't think it was mine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it's you a look lot like an of idiot. fun. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun for us, but it also makes you look stupid. Makes, yeah. Yeah. Makes yeah. your insurance company look stupid. It makes your insurance company's attorney look stupid. Yep. But so, yeah, I mean, it can, it can come down to an ethical issue, but is it, is it worth to admit or not to admit? I mean, that's, that's a, it's a call you've got to make. Isn't that what Hamlet said? Oh no. <laughs> Probably. So number 18, and this is, this is kind of following along the lines of report the crash to your insurance company. So if you have caused a crash, you need to report it to your insurance company because there is going to be a clause in your insurance policy that says that there is a timely reporting requirement. If you do not timely report this to your insurance carrier, in theory, they could say you're not being cooperative, right? You breached contract you did not timely report this. And so we now do not have an obligation to cover it at all. And protect you. Correct. So if you are at fault for a crash, you need to report the crash to your insurance company. You need to let them know that it happened if you want them to step up and help you. And oh, by the way, if you haven't yet gotten the opportunity to report it, there's a decent chance that the other party will go ahead and report it for you. <laughs> True. Wouldn't you so, rather be in control of yes. the information yes. given to your carrier? I would. Yeah. Okay. So just some basics um, in terms of what an insurance company can or won't do for you. If you cause an accident and it's your fault, whether or not they're going to provide a defense for you, in other words, hire an attorney if need be, depends entirely on, entirely on whether or not you carry liability coverage. If you don't carry liability coverage, you're on your own. Um, if you don't carry and if you carry liability coverage, but you actually have exposure over and above the amount of coverage that you have in place, you may also want to consider, especially if you actually have assets, hiring private counsel, paying them yourselves so that um, you are well protected. The insurance company is going to do its or should be doing its best to try to get um, the case resolved within the amount of coverage you have, but that doesn't always happen for various mm -hmm. reasons. And so you may want to have somebody else who's thinking sort of further out on your behalf. So we've, we've got three more. We have this down kind of into just some general closing, closing thoughts do, and we've hinted yeah, at I, this a number of times, but I, I think it cannot be overstated. Do an insurance audit pull your policies, meaning your auto, your homeowner's boat, any of that, pull your policies and do an insurance audit and keep in mind coverage and, and, and 
price can be the drivers rather than loyalty. So there are some people who, you know, I've been with XYZ company for oh, yeah. 18 years, years. For 25 years, and I'm never, well, that's a mistake because they know you're never moving. They're taking advantage of you and they're charging you too much money, or they're not offering you the, the extent of coverage for what you're, what you're paying. Yeah. So do an audit. I actually just this year I did, well, I'm 2023 baby. I'm doing my, you know, trust and all new updated state plan uh, documents, estate planning and all of that. But part of that was uh, additional life insurance and additional umbrella policy now that covers house and, and car and all of that. So do an audit. A lot of times it can be a lot cheaper than you might imagine. Yes. An umbrella policy was not expensive nope. once I have the appropriate underlying coverage in place. So just take a minute to do an audit on that. Any financial planner is going to tell you, God forbid something happened to you. You need to right. make sure that you're protecting yourself. So please take the time to do that. Yes. Yeah. And similarly, social media. Mm -hmm. That's a biggie. It's, it's awesome to, you know, share what's going on in your life with all of your friends. <laughs> the world. Um, but people do crazy, stupid things. And if, if an accident happens and either we or the other side, i.e. the insurance company can glom onto something, they will. And I, pro I promise you the insurance companies are, are figuring out as much as they can about you as possible. So public records, trying to check in and see if they can see what you, you put out there on TikTok or Facebook mm -hmm. or whatever, and they will gather that and they will use it against you. Don't, don't post while you're driving or doing stupid stunts, drunken idiocy, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. It really isn't that funny. I don't know. Technically I fall into millennial. I, I, I vehemently object to, <laughs> to that label, but I do fall into the millennial category, but the, the one after us or my son is 15 and his age group, I and mean, they're born holding technology oh, or born yeah. holding phones, they're digital fluid, digital right. fluent. And, and everything is, is online and it's, I'm, you know, thank God for that because would, would we have gotten into college or would we have, would we have gotten, gotten jobs in the first place? Had we, had we posted everything online, like the kids do these days and with beer and with, with weapons and with, with all of the, all of it, it's just a mess. So just don't, and talk to your kids about that as well. Finally. So to, to round it out, number 23, whether it is us or someone else, do not pick your attorney based on just based on a billboard or a commercial. And we have both. Yes, we, we do. advertise everywhere. We're all about it. We want to make sure that, that people know that we exist, but don't pick us based on any of that. Pick us because when you call, we're responsive. Pick us because when you need to sit down with us and talk, we're willing to give you as much time as you need to explain things and give you the information that you need. Pick us because our, meet with our us. firm, right? Our firm, our ideology, our, our, our investment in our clients, it suits you that you feel like you have a team. And this is going to apply to anyone, anywhere. Pick not just us, pick your attorney because that person suits you and, and, and you have, have similar ethics, et cetera. So don't, Maybe don't buy into all of the the size, whatever it is. Right. Don't maybe maybe dig a no. little deeper. Right. That There's there there are people who are in practice because because we are we are people of service, and there are people who are in practice because there are dollar signs, and that doesn't mean that there isn't money to be made, and we don't have to support our firm and our family. But there is going to be 
there's going to be a big difference from attorney to attorney that you can, it's palpable. You can feel it, walk into the office and feel it. And if there's a connection, great. And if there's not move along. So yeah, that's it. That's a lot of stuff we just talked about, but I think it was actually pretty helpful. I do. Yeah. And I guess I'll wrap, I'll wrap up where we started and wish everyone, um, that the year 2023 is full of positive energy and progress and good change. Pick your avatars. Uh, I haven't, I haven't named my avatar yet with, we did our podcast with, Mm -hmm. with Mary Shrank, who said, who said, name your avatar. So name it. I I've got to think about her name. We are Julie and Christy. We are uh, Lurson Goldberg Law Powered by Women, and you can find us at www.lawpoweredbywomen.com. Call us, text us, email us, leave us questions or reviews. I don't know. Every, we have so many adoring fans. So, and we will we will catch you in a couple of weeks. Everybody have a great have a great week. Thank you for listening to That's What She Pled podcast. Don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Larson Goldberg lawyers. The content has been made available for general informational and educational purposes only and may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. The content is not intended to be a substitute for legal advice from your individual attorney and the information provided does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice.